Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Matthew chapter 6. This is our final day of Kingdom Builders. Just three weeks. Uh, once a year, uh, we do something that is one of my favorite things. We talk about, we think about, we take a moment to pause and see what God has done through our Kingdom Builder giving. For instance, uh, because of Kingdom Builders, Kingdom Builders is, 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 is a financial stream. It's, it's a revenue stream that God has uh, led us to do that allows us once a year to look at what God is doing. How do we partner with ministries locally and around the world and, and get the gospel to more people more quickly? And then we, we have time to look at that and celebrate what God has done. Uh, over this last year, this church family has given over a quarter million dollars to see the gospel locally and around the world. Come on, let's thank God for that. That's over and above our tithing that we do. It's a faith step. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, because of that, we've had, we have some of the greatest partners around the world. Calvary family, because of Kingdom Builders, we, we're, we were, have been, are on the ground in Israel working there before Hamas did what they did. I have good news for you as I shared. I was on a Zoom call this week from Israel with their leaders, with pastors here in the U.S. I'm thankful because of our faithfulness, your faithfulness, uh, that God is allowing us to be on time. How many are thankful for being on time? to being right there and being encouraging. See, we have proven ourselves that we don't just talk the talk, we walk the walk. So I want to say to you today, Calvary family, your faithful giving, I want to say to you, I believe your Father in heaven said, well done. I want to say to you for thousands of people around this planet that we will never meet until we get to heaven, thank you, well done. I want to say to you as your pastor, thank you, well done. I'm ex- when I go to heaven, I want to see Jesus. How many want to see Jesus? Come on, I want to go. That's what I want to do. I want to see him. But I'm going to tell you, all you Calvary folks, just let me tell you something. You better get patient because you're going to be approached by thousands and thousands and thousands of people who will say to you, I want to meet somebody from Calvary. You built my child a school and he got saved and our life was changed. You fed my family in Africa. You built a school in Mexico. You built a school in Dominican Republic. You built a school and a church in this place. And I'm going to tell you, we will be blessed. Uh, I, I think about that old song, thank you for giving to the Lord. We're going to have a celebration. It's going to be awesome. Amen. It is going to be awesome. So this is our final Sunday to looking at this. And, and where do we get the name Kingdom Builders? Let's look at Matthew 6 and verse number 9. Why do we use that term? It, it, to, to, to frame our giving, to outreach, our reaching, hurting people. I want you to really stay connected with me today. There's some things I want to share with you that are so important, and I want to be very succinct about it and, and, and concise so that we can know exactly what God wants us to do. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 9. <clears throat> I love this. This then, the disciples were watching. Let me say this. The disciples watched the life of Jesus. This is critical. As they watched him do what he did, as they watched him always be in the will of the Father, as they watched him always be in the right place at the right time, are you with me? As they watched the miracles happen through his life, they finally recognized the reason this happens is his prayer life. Yes, sir. The thing they asked him was not, where did you get your money? Who was your tailor? Who's your publicist? Where did you get this? Who's that? They said, we want to know how you pray. When we watch your life, we see the key is your prayer life. 
How wonderful would it be for someone to say that about you and me? They say, I know you do what you do by prayer. And so they said, teach us to pray like you pray. What are the things you pray? We want to pray those same things. And watch how this begins, Matthew 6, 9. This then, Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. Okay? It begins with this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So he said, if you're going to pray everything you pray, you address the Father. Remember Jesus told the disciples in that upper room right before his crucifixion, he said, from this time forward, don't ask me, ask the Father in my name. We have access to the Father. How many are thankful for that? So our audience is one. The longer I live my life as a pastor, can I, can I share something with you? The longer I live my life in front of people, the more I live for an audience of one. You know what I found out? I can't make everybody happy at the same time. <laughs> how many have discovered that in life? How, how many realize doing your best, have you ever thought you did it right and somebody thought you did it wrong? Has your good ever been evil spoken of? Anybody other than me? Can I, you know, somebody has to be the adult in the room. Huh? Somebody has to make a decision. Come on, how many are with me? So your parents have to decide, do you want your children to like you now or later? See, sometimes you got to do the right thing. The right thing isn't always the easy thing. So the longer I live in front of people, the more I will live my life with this, this barometer, this directive for me. It is this. I live for an audience of one. Because no one else, I will not stand in front of anyone else when it's over and done and will tell me, well done. If he tells me, well done, I'm good. You good? huh? I, that, I'm living for that. I live for an audience of one. Did I please him? Did I please it? And so everything we get, everything that happened, you have to understand our source is God. What a source. Are you thankful he's the source? Come on, what a source. So if you're going to pray, he said, you understand, who are you praying to? You're praying to God the Father. So when we do that in the name of Jesus. So how do I pray? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And the very first thing we are to pray, verse 10, what is it? Your kingdom come. Look at the next phrase. Your what? Will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so kingdom builders is all about this. Kingdom builders is how we're doing our best to bring heaven to earth. How we're doing our best for the will of God to happen on earth. How that we stop being theoretical and be practical in our faith. And so what does kingdom builders do? It's allowed us to have two dream centers. It's allowed us to go around the world. It's allowed us to, to, to feed and to clothe and, and, and to partner. And we can't do it all. We never thought we could. We're not supposed to. But it's allowed us to do what we can and partner with those who do what we cannot. How many heard what I just said? It allows us to do what we can and partner with those who can do what we cannot do. How exciting is it? We are used by God to bring heaven to earth. We get to bring his will to earth. We get to bring Jesus and put some skin on. I, we, we haven't used that phrase in a long time. The church is Jesus with skin on. How many are with me on that? We, we are the hands and the feet and the arms and the mouth and the ears of Jesus. I tell you the little story uh, about the little boy who was afraid and he woke up in the middle of the night and had a nightmare. Ran into his parents' room said, Mom, Dad, I'm scared. Let me get in bed with you. They said, No, son, go back to your room. It's going to be okay. He said, Why is it going to be okay? They said, Because Jesus is with you. Somebody ever told you that and still that wasn't enough? Come on, tell the truth. I've had people tell me Jesus will help me, but I'd like to see them be part of it. 
You know, that's biblical. He said, don't say, if somebody comes to you with a need, say, well, God bless you, go and be well fed. He said, no, you go feed them. How many heard what I said? So the little boy went back to his room and he was still scared. He comes back to mom and dad. He said, mom and dad, I'm scared. I want to come in here. He said, no, you go back to your room. Jesus is with you. Well, after the third time he came back and they said, go to your room. Jesus is with you. He said, well, I'd like to see Jesus with some skin on in my room. Anybody ever felt that way? We're living in a world that, you know what that world is saying? I'd like to see Jesus with some skin on. I'm, I'm hungry. I'd like to be fed. I'm, I don't, I'm not naked. I'd like some clothes. I don't have a roof. I'd like a roof over my head. And so what we're doing is we're bringing heaven to earth. We're bringing the will of God to earth. We're proactively ahead of it, regularly, consistently, reaching as many people as we can, as quickly as we can. Because why? We want to bring heaven to earth. We want to do what Jesus said to do. We want to pray that that will happen. Let, let's, let me, I'm, I will just read it and we'll go through. Because I've got something important I want to show you. Let's look locally. Just, just what you did. Just quickly. And, and we, you can access this. Let's look at our local list. There, there, look at local. So we have interns in our church. We're training for ministry. We do Jesus and his friends. That's coming up at Christmas. Those are the gifts represented by that tree and feeding the family, serve the city. We go out in the community. We find a need. What does the city need? And we do that. Professional women. We bring ladies from around North Alabama who every time these professional women are brought to a lunch, somebody's asking them for a donation. We just bless them. We have our Decatur Dream Center. We have our Lawrence County Dream Center. We have our social media. Look at this. Our social media reach in this last year went over 200,000 people. How many are thankful for that? New followers in one year, 25,000 viewers over this time. How many are thankful for that? Kingdom Builders makes that happen. Let's go to our global. And that's not the whole list, but look at this. We are supporting missionaries, boots on the ground, in these many different places. We're giving to Israel, Kairos Global. We're in Colombia. We're in Nepal. We're in Germany. We're in Belize. We're in Indonesia. We're in Spain. We're putting, we're putting uh, church groups to those places with Johnny Brown. Project Rescue, uh, the, one of the very first ministries tackling this, this thing of, of human sex trafficking, Project Rescue. We're in South Africa. We're in Venezuela. We're in Austria. We're in Peru. We're in Paraguay, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, Child Hope in Mexico, Santo Domingo. We're in Italy. We're in Life Publishers sending out materials digitally and print around the world. We're in Japan. We're in France. We're in Austria. We support retired missionaries who gave their life. I believe they ought to be helped when they can't serve anymore. We ought to love them till they go to Jesus. Anybody say amen to that. If anybody should not be forgotten, it's a retired missionary. We uh, Speed the Light is our youth giving to missions. Light for the Lost, our men give to that. Uh, Bethany Gateways, Carly Moore, one of our uh, young ladies in our church. Uh, Calcutta, India. Uh, Soar Global, Michael French Ministries in Russia, former Soviet Union, Convoy of Hope, feeding disaster places around the world, Tanzania. I think that's everybody on the list. That's where we are touching around this globe right now. Do you understand? I could never do that by myself. You could never do that by yourself. But when we partner together, it is amazing. Come on, let's thank God for the footprint of kingdom builders around the world today. It's absolutely amazing. And so God helps us do that. It's worth taking a little time. But, but here, here's, here's what I want you to see. We, we are, watch this. This is how it happens. We call this, the king has one more move. So this is just a little timeline. Let's go to our Dominican Republic school that we're, we're finishing on. So, so watch this. This is the start. That's the start. So Calvary Assembly, someone in this church 
Think about this. Think about what you and and I are going to do. Gave an initial offering to launch this, a seed. And from that seed, it inspired others to join on. Now, Pastor Emilio, I believe John Jacket, and did we have anybody else with us that first time, Pastor Emilio? Who else? Okay, that's it. So we're there looking at the property. They take us out and say, we believe this is where God wants us to build another school, a school and a church. And while we're there, a gentleman walked up from the neighborhood and said, what are you doing? Of course, thank God, Pastor Emilio speaks Spanish, and he led him to the Lord. So someone got saved on this site before we ever did anything on this site. I kind of felt like that's a God wink at us. You got it? All right, so that's where we started. All right, let me just kind of take us through. All right, there's first. Come Man, it's rough. Look at that. Uh, dude, you guys in construction, do you see those raggedy boards around these columns we're building? I mean, you, you, it, it's rudimentary construction. It's labor-intensive. So we start with the columns. Okay, we worked on those. Okay, then you see this first floor coming up. We're laying block. And uh, can you, okay, then, then you see it. That now we got the floor there, and then the walls come up on the second floor. See how that works? We're going up. All right. So, so you're seeing these blocks are coming. We're building a wall on the second, first, and second floor. All right. Let's see. I didn't show you all. Okay. So now the second floor. See that the walls are being completed, and now we're getting ready to pour the concrete for the third floor. So now you get first, second, third floors. The the roof of the third floor. Land is so sparse and difficult. The roof of the third floor will be the playground for the school. They'll put a fence around it and the kids will go up on top. The fourth floor is where they play. We're building a security wall around it. And so uh, from where that piece of ground you saw, this fall, next fall, not this fall, a year from now, the school will open and those children will be in that school. Come on, let's thank God for that. Amen, amen. Man, it's right there. Do you know how... Let me tell you, the king has one more move. This neighborhood is one of the poorest neighborhoods in that whole area. It was almost wiped out by a flood. Houses were ruined. People ruined. It's, just, it's horribly poor, terribly poor. And, 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 and when they found out we were building a school, this community was so thankful. They wept. They, they said, someone's going to build our kids a school. Who's going to build this school? They told them, it's Christians in America. They couldn't believe it. And so when, so, so while we're doing this, a, a, a local official tried to steal the land from us because after we made the agreement to get the land and build the school, then the government announces they're building a four lane highway two blocks away. Look at God. He always, God's the best real estate man you ever find. He knows what he's doing. Come on, stay with me. I'm going to preach in a minute. Come on. I'm, I'm just talking. I'm going to preach it, man. Right. So, so they tried to steal our land. We had to go to court three times, but when that neighborhood found that a Dominican was going to steal our property where we we're going to build their kids a school when he tried to bring his people in. This is a wealthy, influential man and, and, and squat, be a squatter on our land. They came out of their little homes. They put tires in the streets and set the tires on fire. And the government had to come out. They almost had a riot. They said, you're not going to steal the land where these people are going to build our kids a school. So they fought for us to have that land. And we don't have to worry about it anymore the schools there come on look at God (laughs) but I want you to see something here I want you to see something it's critical that where we are right now has probably never been more important for you and I to do what God's called us to do I feel like the time is short you look what's happening to Israel today Israel is a flashpoint if you study your Bible Israel is the trigger to the end time events 
I'm telling you that we could be, listen to me, I'm not saying we are. I'm going to read a verse in a moment. It says, no man knows the day or the hour, but we have signs that cause us to be alert and ready. And I'm telling you, we could be the rapture generation. Did you hear what I just said? We could be the rapture generation. Have you ever thought about that? I started praying about it. I said, God, what if we are the last generation on this planet before you come back? Then what we do to reach lost people has never been more important than right now. Do you realize that we may be in the stretch run? We may be on the last lap. We might be on the final hour before Jesus comes back. And do you know right now there's a race in hell for the souls of mankind? But I know that there's also a response from heaven. Come on. That I believe that God finds someone to partner with him in the final hours of this planet. That the anointing and the power and the miracles are going to be greater than anything we've ever seen. And Israel is a trigger. Do you know that reading from, from, from uh, different uh, nations and, and, and political people and, and commentators are asking, are we on the verge of a world war? Are we on the edge of this world shifting into another place? We could be. I don't know. Let me give you some verses here. I want to back over so I can read them as we go. Guys, just that list I came through. So where are we? Where are we in time? I want you to see this. Let's begin. uh, Start here with Matthew 24, okay? Let's start, and then we're just going to go down through my list. Ready? Matthew 24. So watch this. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said. When will this happen? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Now, just go through these Matthew verses. He says, watch out that no one deceives you. Okay? Let's keep reading. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. So part of the signs of this last time will be religious deception. Are you with me? You will hear wars and rumors of war. Another end time sign will be an increase of war and constant talk about wars. But see to it that you're not alarmed. We don't, we're not afraid. We're here to do something. Amen? Here to do something. Such things must happen. Are you reading that? But the end is still to come. All right, my next verse. Nation will rise against nation. And kingdom against kingdom. Now, let me tell you, this kingdom, I I just don't have time to dig in all these words. Interesting word. It's not a synonym for nation. Nation will rise against nation. That's peoples and countries and fight. But this kingdom against kingdom is talking about spiritual authority. So what he's saying is, while the nations are fighting, the warfare of heaven and hell will be raging over this planet at the same time. Kingdoms will fight. There will be famines. And there will be earthquakes in various places. Let's keep reading. Okay? All these are the beginning of birth pain. That's the beginning of this. We're moving into the time when Jesus comes back. Look at verse 10. At that time, are you reading with me, guys? You got to see this. You got to understand where we are. Many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. It's a very deceptive time. Many false prophets will appear, deceive many people. False religion and deception. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Or you're reading with me. But, come on, who are you? Who are you going to be? Who are you going to be? The one who stands firm to the end. Come on, how many are going to be there when the end comes? How many are going to stand firm to the end? We're not going to pull around with foolishness and deception. We're going to stick on the word of God and be used of God, right? Let's keep reading. Any more in Matthew? Yeah. Uh, And this gospel, come on, why do we have kingdom builders? 
And this gospel, or you got to get this, of the kingdom will be preached. Where? In the whole world. To what? A testimony to the nation. And then the end will come. If you want Jesus to come back, we better preach to everybody on this planet. If you want this thing to go well, everybody gets a chance to hear. Do you see the heart of God? Learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. You see that? You see these signs? He says this is happening. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but only the father. Hold there for a minute. So all these guys, I start to say clowns, that wouldn't be nice. So all these guys that tell you, they know the day Jesus is coming back. They can tell you to write a book about it. It's going to be this day. They don't know. But we see the signs. Are you with me? It's making us aware. We're supposed to be preaching the gospel, being about the Father's business, standing on his word. Everybody with me? All right, let's go to the next one. What do we have here? Okay, so look at this. So what's happening? According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left to the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. What does that mean? Those that have died in Christ, when Jesus comes back for his church, what happened? For the Lord himself will come down from heaven. With a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Come on. After that, every time I do a graveside service, I'm thinking, it could be right now. I'm kind of looking around. Anybody moving out here, shaking? Because if these boys are popping, I'm next. Come on. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm looking. Anybody? Any, I kind of put my foot over, see if there's any rumbling. No, no, not today. So, But I'm ready. If somebody starts flying out of those graves, I'm like, eh, come on. Here we go. We're next. Huh? I'm excited about it. You excited about it? Come on. So he says, after that, we are still alive and left. We'll be caught up together with them in the cloud. There will, listen to me, there will be a generation of Christians on this planet. I don't know who when or where that will not die. Do you hear what I just said? There will be a generation of Christians on this planet who will not die. On the day the rapture occurs, every born-again Christian living will be translated into the presence of God. You won't go through death. You'll go directly to heaven. Come on. Anybody like that? I'm liking that. I'm liking that. I, I, I don't know when, but I'm going to go one way or the other. If I die before he comes back, the Bible says to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. Ha. But the day the rapture, God's going to re- take that old body that was in that grave and, and, and that deteriorated and gone or what. They're, we're, we're, they go first. There are their spirits and they're already in heaven with their heavenly body. But the total restoration comes and we are still alive or be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Hallelujah. So what do we do? Therefore, do what? Encourage one another with these words. I want to encourage you with these words. The Lord's in control. He's going to do what he said. And we're going to preach the gospel to the nation until he comes. I, I, I want to be standing right there preaching the gospel when the rapture comes. If I get to write my script, that's my script. If I get to write it, I don't get to. But if I do, I want to be right there preaching. Preach, 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 boom, and go. Come on. All right. Sorry. You know, that's my world. Now watch this. So they, they became unsettled. Stay with me. Like we are today. False prophets. Confusing. They said, well, the Lord's already come and we missed it. That's already happened. This thing's, go, this thing's not going to work. See, when the rapture happens, then God has promised Israel seven more years to deal with them as a nation. It's during that time after the rapture that the Antichrist is revealed. He'll deceive Israel for a season and then turn against them. 
At the end of that seven years is when Christ comes back, not just to catch us in the air, but comes back to the earth to destroy Satan and the Antichrist. So they thought that happened. So watch this. He says to them, same second letter to the Thessalonians, don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. Look at this next verse. And now you know what is holding him back. He was talking about the Antichrist, but all that Satan wants to do. He said there's something holding him back. There's something that keeps the Antichrist from taking this world over right now. There's something that keeps Satan and hell from gaining the upper hand. He says, what is that? You know what's holding him back so that he may be revealed. Who? The Antichrist at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness, that spirit of Antichrist. Are you with me, church? Is already at work right now. Do you know the spirit of Antichrist is out in this world today? You understand that, don't you? Everything against Jesus. But the one who holds it back will continue to do so till he's taken out of the way. Do you know that the Antichrist is not going to come till the rapture of the church? You know why? Because we're here. Do you know the greatest gift to this world today is the body of Christ? You know what keeps hell from erupting on this planet? You think it's bad now? You read your Bible. Once the church is raptured out of the way, hell will come with a fury like you've never seen. But I got good news for your lost family members and your lost friends and your lost co-workers and your lost fellow students. The reason they're breathing and living with another chance to get saved is because of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Antichrist can't come till we go. He can't overcome the church as we are here today. Come on, how many are thankful for that right now? The church. And then, and then, and then, and then, The lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of that second coming. What else have I got here? The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. And all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They Look at this. They perish because they refuse to love the truth. And be saved. The deception came in. All right. I'm going to a couple more. Watch. We're going to close. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Everybody listening to me in this house today? Online? You got your Bible? You listen there? But test the spirit. How do I test the spirit? First thing I do is, does it agree with the word of God? Does it bear the fruit of this word? If, if, if what you're saying is Jesus, if what you're saying is right, is it drawing me closer to Jesus? Is it winning people to the Lord? Is it causing me to be more Christ-like? Am I loving or hating? Am I saving or losing? Am I judging or praising? Am I blessing or cursing? I don't care how good you are. Listen, the devil quoted scripture. The three times he tempted Jesus in coming out of the wilderness, the devil quoted scripture. So the devil can quote scripture, but the devil can't bear fruit. So I want to see their fruit. I don't care how. See, see you can do the right thing the wrong way. Okay, are you with me? You better test some spirits. You better go by the word. Test the spirit to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Keep reading. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is from God. Every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming And even now is already in the world. Did you get that? He's here now. The spirit of Antichrist. But look at this. But you dear children are from God. How many from God in this house? And have overcome them. Have already overcome them. 
Are you listening to what I'm preaching to you right now? Because the one who is in you, come on, put your hand right here. The one who is in you, who's in you, who's in you, say his name. Say his name. It's not Mohammed. It's not Sun Yun Moon. It's not any other pretender or contender. He has no rival. He has no equal. The name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is in me today, is in you today. He's already overcome him. You test the spirit. You stand on the word. You walk with God. You preach the gospel. You let everybody hear the good news. Why? Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in this world. I want to stop with those right there. Come on, let's declare. Greater is he that is in us and he that is in this world. So we see what's going on. And you say, Pastor, in these last days, the spirit of Antichrist is out. He's fighting anything but the gospel or everything that is the gospel. He's trying to destroy families and homes and schools and people and churches. You can say anything you want to say anywhere today except Jesus. You can go anywhere and say any other name, pray in any other name, go go for any other cause. But if you stand up and say Jesus, people want you to shut your mouth and go away. But we are here telling you as long as we have breath and as long as I can stand up, we're going to preach the name of Jesus in this church. We're going to declare the blood of Jesus. We're going to stand with his name and preach it and speak it and love it. And we're not just going to hide out in a building and have a theory. We're going to tell everyone we can. And while we're telling them, we're going to bless them and help them and feed them. If we need to build a school, we'll build a school. If we need to build a dream center, we'll build a dream center. Because we want you to know there is a God who is real, who loves you and who is for you. So what is the antidote? In these days we're living, it looks challenging. But I've got to turn you. My next to my last scripture, go to Acts chapter 2 and verse number 17. Come on, turn there. So what's our hope? What's our answer? The spirit of Antichrist is out. People are being deceived. The devil's running down to get his final people to send to hell. But this is what the Bible says about the last days. The last days are going to be treacherous. They're going to be deception. But God says this. Are you with me? Acts chapter 2 verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Let the devil rage. Let hell throw up. Let hell do what it says. But God says, I'm going to pour my spirit out. I'm going to release heaven on earth. I'm going to look for a place where my will can be done. And when God finds those people, God's going to show up. Amen. So here's my final scripture. Look at second Corinthians one verse three, 2 Corinthians one, three. So what does this outpouring look like? What are we supposed to be doing? What do we look like? Who are we in this time? Second Corinthians chapter one. I love this. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three and four. Are you ready? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is he? Look at this title. The Father of what? Compassion. One translation says mercy. Mercy. Grace means, listen, listen. Grace means I got what I did not deserve. Mercy means I didn't get what I deserve. How many are thankful for mercy? How many said I hadn't gotten? What I deserve to get. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was telling my little grandchildren when they were young about Jesus dying on the cross. And, and, and I said, it's like this. I said, I said, Judas, like you did something wrong and you're about to get a spanking. And your brother Israel said, no, I'll take it for her. And she looked at me and said, why would he do that? I said, because he loves you enough to take your punishment. 
And she looked at me and I said, that's what Jesus did on the cross. That's how simple the gospel is. That's what Jesus did on the cross. I didn't get what I deserved because he paid for it on the cross. Anybody with me? I got what I didn't deserve because his grace came with it. So here's the God of compassion. Come on. Look at this. Let's wrap it. The father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Comfort means to, this word means to call someone close. To console them in a hard time. The Jewish rabbis use the term for the Messiah, the consoler. That's what they say, this Messiah, we know he's come. And they said when the Messiah comes, he's going to draw people to him. Who have been far away from him. And he's going to console them in their agony, in their pain, in their heartache, in their failure, in their distress. Look at this. Look at this. That's our God. The father of compassion. That means he created compassion. And the God of what kind of comfort? All comfort. But look at this. Who comforts us and all of our troubles? Has anyone ever been comforted? By the goodness of God. Come on, ask yourself. Have you ever been encouraged when you were discouraged? Have you ever known that you were accepted when no one else accepted you? Have you ever known what it's like to be forgiven when you knew you didn't earn that forgiveness? Have you ever had a second chance when you didn't deserve a second chance? Have you ever had a fifth chance when you know you didn't deserve a fifth chance? Have you ever had a tenth chance when you already missed it nine other times? Have you ever been to an altar... When mama gave up and daddy gave up and everybody gave up and you came for the 20th time and you met Jesus standing there. Has he ever comforted you? Have you ever been lonely or broken or sick or broke and nobody was there but he comforted you? The Bible says that's who he is. Look at this. He is the God that does what? He is the God who what? In all of our troubles, he comforts us. But that's not the end of the verse. Why did he do that? So that we, come on, punch somebody. Come on, come on. I don't mean like that. I mean, tap somebody. Come on. I saw somebody, I've been waiting on this. Had to go to church. No, tap somebody. So that what? So that we, huh, huh? So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's one beggar telling another beggar where to go find bread. It's one person saying, I was lost and he helped me. I want you to have that same help. It's people you don't know. It's not the idea that says, well, why do we help people in that country? I don't know those people. I got enough problem. We don't talk like that or think like that because we are being comforted right now. We don't love a God who only has enough comfort for me. We don't know a God who only has enough help for me. We serve the God who's got everything I need and everything everybody else needs. And those of us who know him are the ones that share him. Those of us who've been comforted are the ones who give the comfort. That's what we do who we are i want our worship team to come join me we're going to do something here that's that's critically important right now i want you to see something with me so we call it kingdom builders we call it kingdom builders. i'm going to do something different this year god spoke to me i want you to pull that green card out of that seat back and if somebody's in front of you hand them one on the front row you take one and help them find one find a little green card put it in your hand i'm not at all intimidated by this because i i try to Set the pace in giving to this. I never ask you to do something I wouldn't do. 
But I'm going to do something different today. You got that card in your hand? Typically what we do, we, we've, I've asked you for three weeks to pray. What does God want you to do this year above your tie? It's a faith. Nobody's going to get through and come back and call you and say, hey, you did this. Why not? No, 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 no. But I would get those and tabulate them so I would know how to make my commitments to these, all these ministries we serve. But God told me to do something different this year. This year, I want you to take that card, and I'm not going to take them up. I want you to keep it. I want you to keep it. I want it to be your reminder. I want you to take it home with you. Put it in your Bible. Put it where you pray. Because see, what I'm asking us to do is not to do what I can do. We're saying, God, what do you want to do through me? What do you want to do through me? What if we are the rapture generation? What if we're the last shot to get as many people saved as we can? What about the people that don't know the comfort of God? What about those that have never heard the name of Jesus? How, how unhappy and broken and demon harassed must you be to decapitate a baby? Look, that's the world we live in now. Okay? I'm not trying to be dramatic. How? That's inhuman. And they say it's a result of a religion. How lost, how broken, how angry. Can you imagine living in that home? Can you imagine that being your parent? Can you imagine to see your son or daughter do that to someone? How broken is this world? There's no answer for that but Jesus. There's no answer but Jesus. There's no answer but Jesus. See, the thing I had to get my head around a long time ago, and I want you to, that Jesus loves your enemies as much as he loved you. <laughs> Do you hear what I said? He loved your enemies as much as he loved you. See, we like Jesus to love me and hate who I hate, love who I love. He didn't work that way. And so I want you to keep this card. Come on, guys. I want you to keep this card. Because here's what God told me. <clears throat> he said, you don't need to look at this. You don't need to total it up. He said, you take a step of faith and don't take a step of faith. Got me? So I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's kind of how I live though. I kind of like it. I'm going to sell blind to this next year. I have no idea what God's telling you to do, but I'm just going to go for it. And I believe God will talk to you. God will talk to me. And I believe together we'll do exactly what God wants us to do. Does that understand? Just because you're not turning it in today, I still want you to fill it out right now. We're going to have a God moment. Come on. See, until the Bible says, write it down and make it plain. Habakkuk chapter two, so that you can run with it. So I'm not, listen, come on. I, I want you to make a decision right now. Because if you walk out of here and you don't, you won't make it. You're in his presence right now. You got what I'm saying? You're in the moment. I want you to take that card in your hand. And we're going to pray. I don't want you to take it. I want you to make, I want you to do it. See, it's important to hear him. The first miracle Jesus did, his mother said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's where the miracles happen, obedience. So I want to ask you to take this and pray, God, what are you saying to me? You can designate. You might say, I want my money to go to the bridge building. We're, we're, we're raising money. Have you walked through the building yet? You need to go out there. Take some time. Come early. Stay late. Walk through that thing. It's phenomenal. We ran out of room with our kids and our children. And we're not going to build a school in Dominican Republic and not take care of these kids here. Come on. Come and hear what I'm saying. We're, not, we're going to do both. It's not either or. We're going to build that next building. But building... We're crazy. You know that. Cost. We're going to build it. But right now, God gave us a chance with this bridge building to take care of the need today. It's, a, it's really miraculous how it all came about. 
and God is working. You may want to designate your money to that. You may say, I want mine to go to uh, Project Rescue, to human sex trafficking. I want to support these missionaries. It's, you can designate that. But right now, I want you to say, God, what is it you're telling me to do? I want to say yes to it. Just that simple. Can we do this faith together? We take a faith step with me? I'm going to take a step. Will you take a step? I'm going to take a step. Can I tell you kind of what I feel like God's saying? If you'll take off the minimum, come on, listen, listen, you're about to get something. If you'll take off, God said, if we'll take off the minimum, he'll take off the maximum. Did you just hear that? You take off the minimum, he'll take off the maximum. Okay. We're, we're, you can do it online. Or you can do it with this, with this card. You can start today. I want you to, I want you to do this. Do what God says. Do what God, I'm excited because he shifted me and I know when he, I know when I hear that. I'm going to faith, you faith together. We're going to do the greatest year we've ever had. Amen. Amen. How many believe me for greater? Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message.